0: Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, what a great time to worship together. And what an amazing day to be connecting with you live and in the moment. Hey, if you're watching right now, YouTube or Facebook, hey, we can communicate back and forth. If you wanna go ahead and put something in there, type something in there, Appropriate. Type something appropriate in there. In fact, I've got a couple questions for you right now in this season of quarantine. What are you missing the most? Put that in there. What What are you missing the most? Uh, I see some things coming in. People are saying they're missing church. They're missing seeing me in person. My beautiful smile. My radiant glow. That's not on there at all. I completely made that up. Uh, what are you missing the most? Uh, we'll give it a few moments for you to put something in there. Type it out. I'm missing um, I'm missing seeing your face. Uh, I, I'm missing all that uh, we get to do when we gather and we worship together. We worship together in the room as you guys were worshiping, and yet it wasn't like a full, you know, we have like 10 people in the room right now. And so what I'm not missing is getting to hear my own voice when I sing. And I realize how grateful I am for the worship team in moments like that. And um, yeah, what, how about, what are you missing the most? People are saying they're missing worship. Kim says he's missing worship. Someone's saying they're missing, Lindsay says she just misses church. Uh, someone says they're missing hugs. We're giving you an air hug right now. Ellen, you get an air hug right now in this moment. As you're typing that, how about this? Uh, who is still in their pajamas? Just give a thumbs up, give an okay, give, give a praise the Lord on that. How about this? How many, who has racked up the largest bill on Amazon? How many know Amazon Prime, when you're all at home, is like of the devil? You're not going and doing anything, but somehow you need everything, and you need it in two days or less. Someone's missing buffalo wild wings. (laughs) Praying for you right now. It's probably good for your body that you're missing buffalo wild wings. What's the most, like, What's the best show you've watched on Netflix? What's the best show that you watched? What the best new show that you watched? Uh, I'm going to tell the truth here. I've watched the show uh, Waco, the, the Branch Davidian Compound, the David Koresh story. I got a, a lot of great leadership lessons out of that. Uh, that's a joke, by the way. But that's what I watched. People are missing Hillsong kids, Hillsong, seeing their Hillsong kiddos. That's Leslie. Crispin's missing everyone, gathering together as a big family. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Someone's missing church coffee. Jacob, missing church coffee. You can swing by the office. When the office is back open, you can get yourself a cup. That's great. What's the most creative thing? How about this? What's the most creative thing you've started doing since you've been at home? Maybe a new hobby, something fun, something, a new initiative. I've decided to start working out again. Even though I don't have a gym, I've just been working out in my garage. Uh, I call it garage gains. coralline, Coraline. Coraline. And uh, it's it's been good for me. It's kept me sane. Um, that's awesome. That's great. A couple of you asking questions right now. When are we going to have church again? Well, we're having church right now. Church is not a building. It's a people. But I know what you mean completely, and I'm very much in tune and in sync with what is best for our city and what is best for our church. It's a balance that we're walking in right now, though we believe like when we gather something powerful happens at Hillsong, we always talk about experiencing the room, if you back, like, maybe you're watching, you've never been to an in-person live experience of our church, you're missing it, it's pretty amazing, we're all missing it right now, uh, and we're balancing it, because I know some churches are coming back next week, and, and gonna do like the 10% in the room, and I think that's great and fine, uh, but we're just gonna balance it a little bit longer, we're just gonna wait and see what we can do to when we can gather, because for us Uh, one of the big mantras of our church and a church of our size that we say welcome home and if we say welcome home, but yet we're only allowing 10% capacity in our buildings, what we're saying is welcome home to just a handful, a couple hundred people at a time. That's not really welcome home to the big world that's out there. So it's a little bit of not who we are. And so we're gonna balance that out. We're gonna use safety. But what we're actually deciding to do is like in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit shows up, it breaks out of the upper room and goes into the community. So although we're not having church as usual, we're actually doing some unusual and beautiful things right now in bringing church and bringing life and bringing help to the community all around us through our House of Hope. So instead of gathering large, on, uh, gathering large in the moment on the weekend, we're getting together online and we're making the biggest impact during the week that we can as a church. So that's the pivot that we're making, and I'll share a little bit more about that in just a moment, Uh, but what we're deciding to do, it says in Acts chapter two, after they, the Holy Spirit poured out, that they begin to gather together daily in the temple courts. Now that's something we can't do, like legally and respectfully to our authority. We're not able to gather together to worship together right now, but what it says after that is, is they also met in their homes In fact, in Acts chapter five, it says they went home to home, sharing meals, sharing communion, doing life in community. So that's actually what we're gonna do for the next three weeks. And we'll we'll, we'll make some decisions up to that point to what it looks like after that point. But for the next three weeks, we're gonna have home to home. We're able to have 10 people right now in a home. So for those that feel comfortable, our amazing Connect Group leaders, we're going to open up our homes and bring in a family or two or some friends and some people in, and we're going to watch church and experience church home to home even though we're hindered from doing the large gatherings, I think it's actually going to help us grow closer together. And I believe it's what the enemy meant for harm. God's going to turn around for good. That We're going to have a more tight-knit community than we've ever had. And so there'll be some more information if you want to go to hillsongkconline.com about that right after this online experience. You can get some information about that. In fact, if you're a part of our church family and you would love to host maybe your neighbors or some friends or some other families in the church in your home in the next few weeks. I'm going to be doing a Zoom training tomorrow night. You can sign up for what that looks like. And of course, we're going to use all the safety and precautions we can to make sure that that's not just a, a good experience, it's a safe experience, because we're going to be great neighbors to our, to our city. A couple more things are coming in. Um, Priscilla says she's learning how to cook. Um, Joshua was saying that my shirt is drippy today which I happen to know is a good thing. (laughs) And I'm not dripping with sweat. I'm just, I got that fresh drip today. Gabe creatively bought a plant and it is still alive. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You kept a plant alive. Well, hey, I want to jump in to what I'd love to share with you today, what's on our heart. Um, You know, three times a year, we gather around like a main theme and a thought. And we call it a season launch. And it's bigger than a series, it's what we believe God is saying to us as a church. What is God wanting to lead us into? In the beginning of this year, we had a season of awakening. It was time for us to wake up to all that God has. It's time to wake up to, to hearing the voice of heaven, time to wake up to the opportunities that are before us. And I love that we were woke and awake for House of Hope, so we were in tune with what God was wanting to do next. Little did we know that when we opened that up in February, that we were going to need it just 40 days later to be the church and the community around us. And so this season, we're pivoting out of experiencing the room to impacting the city. So we we love to gather, and we will gather again soon, large, and it'll be filled with life. And I believe it's going to be revival in our services. You're not going to want to miss it. But in the meantime, when we're not able to gather together, we're going from experience the room to impact the city. And we're going to put our attention and our effort into House of Hope. You know, just these last few weeks through House of Hope, we have distributed 40,000 meals to our city. It's pretty awesome. Thank you for all that you've done. But in, in prayer and, and, and in collaboration, we decided, um, God really put on my heart that, hey, we're going to take the limits off this thing. There were some amazing opportunities and some connections uh, with some church networks and some old friends of mine, even that gave us an opportunity to receive like as much food as we could handle to give out. And so I just fell to my heart and praying with Liz, and we decided, hey, we're gonna make this the biggest outreach season that we've ever done as a church. And we're believing between now and the end of summer that we're going to be able to give away somewhere between 750,000 to a million meals. Come on, how good is that? That's amazing. And so ahead of time, I'm thanking you for what you have done as a church, but we need you to pray, to support, and for those that can come and participate in House of Hope, because we've got a lot of work to do to meet the needs that are going on all around us. What an amazing, would it be, what, how amazing would it be for us to be able to say at the end of the summer that in the season of some people's greatest need that our church, the House of Hope, brought a million meals to our, to our neighbors. In fact, we've got semi-trucks filled with fresh produce and groceries showing up pretty much every day next week, a full semi-truck. Next week, we could get somewhere between like 10,000 to 50,000 plus pounds of food over the next couple of days. It's pretty amazing. So we're clearing out all the space, getting more space, getting some trailers with freezers so that we can get all that we can have. And we're going to become a storehouse for the community that's around us. Amen? It's pretty amazing. But this is what I need for you, and this is brings us into this kind of launch of our new season. As we've awakened, now it's time for us to live called out, to live called out. In fact, that's the season that we're in. We're in a season called called out. What does God have for us next? Because this, although church isn't what it used to be, this is what church is called to be. And every one of us need to step into this new season of what church is supposed to be. This is church. Church has left the building. And as we maybe not be able to leave our homes at the way we want to right now, God is still calling us out to great things for us to to, to practice and demonstrate the love of Jesus to the world around us. We're called out not just to a meeting place, but to a ministry. I believe God wants to call you out to a brand new ministry in your life to love those that are around you, to serve the people around you, to bring Jesus to the broken world that's right around you. And it's time for us to live called out. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 says, you are God's building. The church is not a building. The church is a people that are on the move for the mission of God. And God actually wants to put your life on display. That's why he's awakened you and called you out into this ministry that he has for you. Our key verse for this whole season is 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It says, God who called you out of darkness and in to his marvelous light. You're not who you used to be. You've been called out into God who, who God is making you to be, who he's created you to be. And you're going to be everything you're called to be in Christ in this called out season. You know, in every one of our seasons and launch to it, we have a declaration. Because we believe that our words frame our future that whatever comes out of your mouth shows what's in your heart. And in the same way, we begin to speak the words of God and words of faith, and faith begins to rise and build up in our heart. And so this is why we, we, we believe this is hope, not hype, that we all get our words together working for us to produce the God result in us and the God result through us. And I would love to just to take a moment to read the season declaration for a called out. I think it'll pop up on the screen for you. If you want to read along, you can. And this is what it says. Even though the entire world around me has changed, my God hasn't changed. He doesn't change. He's right here with me and my destiny is still right in front of me. What paralyzed me before no longer has power. Today I choose to push on and pursue the victory that God has given me. I will not hide away. God has called me by name. He has positioned me for such a time as this, given me a part to play in bringing heaven to earth. Though there are obstacles in my way, battles to be fought and fears to overcome, I know the God who has called me out will not forsake me in this journey. My power flows from partnership with him and I've been positioned in the family of faith to bring change to the world around me. It's not time to shrink back. It's time to move forward. God has called me from my place of hiding so I can help out the people around me. And when a problem comes my way, I don't run away. I own it so I can overcome it. I have been chosen by the Most High to do his work. Church, it's time to go. Church, it's time to move. Church, it's time to live called out. Amen. Living living called out. It means I'm refusing to live my life shut in. It means I don't go to church. It means I'm deciding to be the church. I am the church. And God wants to have a church that's free, a church that's on the move, a church that he wants to let loose to bring, like we just declared, to bring heaven to earth. In fact, that's what I want to speak back next few moments with you today. As we're living a life and we're stepping into being called out, I want to speak about living on the loose, on the loose, What things in your past have held you pinned in? What old insecurities and inferiorities have ruled the day in your life and denied you from your destiny? God wants to call you out. That's not who you are. That might be who you used to be, but that's not who he's called you to be. And every old excuse that's left you out of being who he's called you to be, we're laying it down at the foot of the cross. And we're gonna be called into and called out into all that he has for us because God's looking for a church on the loose. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was loosed upon the earth. And it was for a group, a group of about 120 gathered in an upper room. But it wasn't just for them in the building. It wanted to go on the loose to the world and the community around them. That's what happens. In fact, immediately they're having this amazing God encounter. The Holy Spirit shows up. And the power of the Holy Spirit shows up. But immediately in that moment, it doesn't stay, if you will, in the church building. It goes out and breaks out on the loose to the world around them. And it begins to bring thousands of people, in fact, 3,000 were saved and baptized in just a few hours. That's what we call revival. And that was what I believe God is actually wanting to do in our church, He's actually wanting to to, to to get us together in unity. Although we can't get together in facilities right now, we're together in unity. And as we're living called out, there's this on the loose moment that's going to happen that I believe the city needs so desperately and the gates of hell will not prevail against the outflow of the Holy Spirit and his church as he's on the loose. God is looking for people that aren't pinned down with the problems of yesterday, but are choosing by faith to move on, move forward, because they know that their God future is on the horizon. Hear me right now, friend. No mistake of your past. No pain from old relationships, no wound of rejection from your parents or another person, no insecurity can stop you from your calling, can limit you from God putting your life on the loose, releasing your destiny and your purpose right in front of you. There is freedom for you. There's fulfillment in your future for you. God wants to loose you from the limitations that you've been hiding behind for years and he's calling you out into your potential. But there's a part of it where it's your move. There's a part of it where it's your decision. God's always looking for people to hear the word and respond in faith. And when God's calling out to you, calling you by name, he knows what you've been through. He knows what you've walked through. He knows the mistakes that you made, and yet he still calls you. I love that about our God of grace, is he doesn't hold anything against us because he knows he's already paid the bill for every past pain and hurt, every even future mistake in our life, and that's why he can call you with confidence because he's not trusting in who you are. He's put himself on the inside of you. He's trusting in who he is, and he knows he can be trusted. He knows he can change any situation. He knows he can bring dead things back to life. That's why he calls you out, but there's a part of it where you have to answer in faith. You've got to believe it. You gotta to begin to declare it. You gotta to begin to expect it and to stand up as we've awakened in season one. We're awake right now and then we're stepping in to this called out life that he has for every single one of us. In fact, that's actually what church means. Church is isn't a building. Church actually means the called out ones. It's about, when you say I'm going to church, what you might mean is you're going to, to uh, the plaza location, maybe going to the north location. You mean you're going to a building, but what you're actually saying is I'm going to a gathering of people. I'm going, I'm, I'm out of my home, and I'm going to the place where I find my spiritual home, and it's not in a building, thank God for our buildings, but it's actually around the people. It's around a brotherhood. It's around a sisterhood. Uh, I'm called out. That's what church means. It means that we're the called out ones. And we're going to look at a Bible story that I think will build your faith and show you how to get to that called out decision, get you to uh, that on the loose thing that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in you. And, and, And actually, the story happens right in the middle season of crazy fear in the church and the church was under attack it's Acts chapter 12 and the very beginning of this chapter is really sad because James the brother of Jesus the pastor of the church in Jerusalem has just been put to death for living in his calling and so the church is now no longer celebrated in fact they're no longer tolerated they're being hunted down in this season and so they're hiding out and the church is back in their homes and they're not worshiping, they're not gathering together, uh, they, they, they've been isolated, they've been quarantined from their calling, it seems like, but God's about ready to change that in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 12. In verse five, it says that they actually arrested Peter. Peter, who's the apostle to God's people in the promised land, Peter, who's like seen as the leader, he's the one who walked on water. It says at this time, Peter was under heavy guard in a jailhouse, but the church decided, hey, we can't go out, but we can cry out. They decided they prayed for him. It's the Bible says they actually prayed for him fervently or strenuously. And that's just a challenging thought for us. When was the last time you prayed with some fervency? When the last time you strained your spirit man and cried out for what God could do? Not just praying for something you wanted God to do for you, but they're actually praying for God to bring freedom for somebody else. I tell you, when a church begins to live called out, we get our eyes off of ourselves and onto those that are still living in bondage. And this is why it is so paramount that we get free from our yesterday, free from our issues, free from our old problems and hangouts, and we awaken and live called out so God can bring his grace on the loose through the church. So they are limited in their liberties And you might be limited in your liberties right now, but you can always cry out to the God who sets the captives free. And what we learn from this miracle that's about ready to take place is that God has a mission for every man and every woman that cannot be contained by the world around you. It cannot be stopped by an enemy. In Acts chapter 12, we find that Peter, who's been captured, is under heavy guard. He is locked up. He's about ready to be put to death. But we find him, he's locked up, but he's asleep. It says Acts chapter 12, verse seven, now behold, I love the behold moments in the word of God, because this might be what you've been having in your life, but behold, God's doing a new thing. That's what it says. It says, behold, like, can you see it? Can you sense it? I'm about ready to do something new. Quit looking at the former things. I'm about ready to bring an oasis in every dry place of your life. Here's a behold moment. It says, behold, now an angel showed up, the angel of the Lord, and stood by him. First and foremost, you might be by yourself watching this, but you are not alone. The presence of the living God's on the inside of you as a believer, and God is with you. And he can set your life on the loose in just a moment, in just an encounter, through just one even strenuous prayer, God can bring breakthrough into your life. It says, and the light shone around in the prison. I love this. The angel actually struck Peter on the side and raised him up, which I have to do to my kids sometimes during homeschool. Got to give them a little smack. Hey, it's time to wake up. He says, arise quickly, arise quickly, and I think that's a word for us in our church right now, that we can't stay sitting around anymore. There's an opportunity for us as a church to arise to, to change the world around us. It says, when he finally got on up, he was loosed. The chains fell off of his hands. It says, the angel said to him, hey, gird yourself. Hey, get your stuff together. Grab your stuff, tie on your sandals, and so he did. It said, put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and he followed him. I love this. He did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. And then it says, when they walked up to the first guard post or the first gate and the second guard post, it was just open. They came to the iron gate that leads to the city, this fortified place, and it opened actually on its own accord. A supernatural liberation was happening in this moment. It says, and they went up and down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And it's in that moment, it says, that Peter finally came to himself. He finally realized, he says, now I know for certain this was no dream, but the Lord had sent an angel and delivered me from the hand of King Herod, the hand of my enemy. I love this story. It is a Jesus jailbreak. And Jesus, here Peter is. Peter's just fast asleep, probably thinking about, hey, these are the last few moments of my life. The very next day, he's called to be executed, and he is not there. He's on the loose. I think the enemy's been trying to stop some of you for so long from walking in the fullness of your calling and potential. And you have allowed the chains to remain and you have fallen asleep. But I believe the spirit of the living God is gonna give you a little smack on the side, a little wake up call today. And he says, hey, if you can get up, you can get out. If you can rise up, if you get your face up to me, if you get your, your hope up again, you're gonna get on with all that I've called you to. But Peter, Peter thinks it's just a dream. Like maybe Peter's given up hope of being helped, hope of being free, hope of walking out of prison. I mean, James was just killed in the same situation. Why wouldn't that happen to him as well? And yet I think his calling is so big because he's, he's an apostle, right? That's why God set him free, he's an apostle. Apostle means like, like it's a sent one. So the church is called out, but apostle means sent. And, and, and we could think like, okay, why would the enemy try to keep him under lock and key? Why would the enemy try to keep him stuck and in prison? It's because why he's got this big calling and big purpose. Let me tell you right now, just like Peter, just like Jesus, you have an immense calling and potential in Christ. And you might not carry the title of apostle, but you still carry the calling of God. And this is why the enemy has worked so diligently and overtime, just like Herod did to lock up Peter, to keep you stuck and imprisoned. But let me remind you what Jesus says in John chapter 8. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. You are not held to your old ways. You're not held to your old sins. You're not held to what anyone else has said about you. You can hold on to what God has said about you. And if you will get up, you will get free and you will live your life on the loose, on the mission that Jesus has ordained for your life. So here we have Peter. He's the OG 2 chains, right? He's got chains on his hands, chains on his feet. Maybe that's the way you feel right now. Because I think the enemy knows if he can stop you from moving forward, he can stop you from fulfilling calling. He knows if he can limit your forward progress, he can stop you from fulfillment. And I think everybody, let's tell the truth, every one of us have a chain or two in our life. Every one of us have some old things trying to hold us down. Some of us have chains that are like our old issues or old sins, things that we've held on for far too long. And we get in like this spiritual prison where our heart gets held back to, and held hostage from who we're called to be. And we get pinned in from our purpose. Let me tell you right now, your current prison is not a permanent position what you feel right now will not be your future. If you will wake up, if you will get up, if you will shake off the chains, and if you will move forward, you're gonna find your life is on, is on the loose. Your current prison is not a permanent position. Many of us, we, we've been held back for far too long. And God wants to use this moment. I think there's never been a time in history that I've been alive where you have more time to think about who you really are And for some of you, that's been a bad set of thoughts because you've been thinking about who you used to be or currently how frustrated you are of who you haven't become yet. But instead of all that, why don't we trade our old thoughts with God's thoughts? Why don't we dig into the word? Because we've got more time maybe than we've had before. And why don't we find out what God says about us? And why don't we make that the ultimate reality of what we're going to believe? Why don't we let those words set us free on the inside? So no matter what our outside world looks like, no matter what the economy looks like, no matter what your job situation looks like, you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know that your God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know that God will not see the righteous forsaken or or their children begging bread. You can have a new identity in a season like this. And in just a moment, suddenly a shining light came in. A shining light showed up. An angel was there, which I think is amazing for us to think about this thought, that you don't have to break your own chains. You probably can anyway. Through hard work and determination and a strong will, you can get some things done. But inner work of the heart is a God move. It's only God can do that kind of stuff. And so I think what you need to realize instead of trying to overcome with your willpower, you need to grab a hold of some word power. You need to let the Holy Spirit and His power show up, and you need the light to come in. Now, I realize in Peter's situation, a bright light shone in a dark place and an angel showed up. But do you know that at every single moment of your life, you have the light of the world living on the inside of you? Come on, believer, you know it says that Jesus is the light of the world in John 1, and in him there is no darkness is what it says about our God. And wherever that light goes, the darkness has to flee. So instead of you trying to work to get free, what you actually need to do is just let the light illuminate. And God will show everything for what it really is. Every hidden thing will be brought to light. But the beauty about that is we don't have to be insecure Because he's already secured our salvation at the cross. That old you doesn't matter anymore. That's why we can say, I am dead to the old man, and I'm alive to Christ. You don't have to break your own chains. You just need to let the light shine in. As light shines in, to me, it represents a new day, the dawning of a new opportunity. It represents greater vision, because when the light's bright, you can see clearer, you can see farther. And yet the angel still says to him, hey, arise quickly, gird yourself. Put on your garment and follow me. I love that the angel could have carried him out completely. But he says, I'm not carrying you, I'm calling you. This to me is why faith is so important. Faith is important because God will declare something for us, but we have to decide, will we grab a hold of it ourselves? He does not force the freedom upon us, but he makes it freely available. And we have to choose for ourselves. Do we want to live our life to who we used to be, or do we want to live our life on the loose? God says, I'm not going to carry you through this. I'm going to call you to this. But as he gets up, everything falls off. You cannot wait for you to feel free before you move forward. You cannot wait for your freedom to come before you move forward. Why don't you write this down if you're taking notes. Freedom comes from forward progress. And even if I don't feel liberated, I'm still gonna live my life on the loose. I'm still gonna stand up for God. I'm still gonna pray expecting a miracle to happen. I'm still gonna dig in the word and declare it. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm still going to move forward. It says that Peter, the angel said, hey, put on your sandals, strap on your shoes. Anytime you're putting on your shoes, it means I'm going outside. In fact, some of you have not put shoes on for about 48 hours right now. And I understand. But when you put your shoes on, it means I'm going outside. I'm making a decision to to go. I think about the man who was, for 38 years, waiting for someone else to carry him. He was, uh, Jesus meets him in John chapter 5. He was at at a pool called Bethesda, waiting for a miracle. Had all the excuses of how no one helped him out. But the light of the world shows up in that moment. and says, hey, you want to be healed? All you need is me. You don't need anyone else to set you free in this moment, but you need to have a God encounter. If you want to get up from where you've been and be on the loose to who you're called to be, you need a Jesus encounter. The good news for you and I is we don't have to wait 38 years or 38 days. We have Jesus right here and now. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. In one Jesus encounter in just a moment. In fact, at the very end of this, we're going to receive communion together. And I'm believing in that moment, your chains are falling off. You're going to rise up and you're going to step out on the loose to who God has called you to be. The angel says you got to put on a garment, a new garment. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says, put on a garment, I love this from the Amplified, of expressive, an expressive praise instead of a disheartened spirit, which I believe it means we've got a choice to make, that we can keep the same old disheartened spirit that we carried into this morning, or we can trust that his grace and mercies are new every morning, and we're going to choose to put on a garment of expressive praise. What does that look like for you? That means every time I get a thought of doubt and discouragement, every time I feel like my destiny's on delay, that's what I could be wearing. This might be what I woke up with. That might have been my attitude of my heart or my own spirit, but I have the ability by faith to declare a new spirit, to get a new attitude, to get a new perspective, and I'm gonna let, instead of my problems pin me into prison, I'm gonna let my praise push me forward to my freedom An expressive praise, I'm telling you, the more you need freedom, the louder your praise should be. And then, as Peter gets up, all he has to do from that moment on is just keep walking. Every door that he thought was locked was actually opened, it all opened every guard that was supposed to be watching him, everything that was supposed to hold him back and keep him hidden and keep him in hurt and keep him away from his destiny, it was already taken care of. But he did not see it until he stepped into it. And so from a natural perspective, he could have said, well, my chains are off, but the doors are still closed. I feel free. I'm not held down in this moment, but I can't get forward. And yet this is what God does for us, that every door of destiny will swing wide open, come unhinged in your life when you choose to just keep walking. You might not know how God's gonna open up the economy for you, the new job for you, The relationship for you. It is not your job to open the doors. Jesus's job is to open the doors, and He's already opened them at the perfect timing. But He's looking for a person to not stay pinned in, but to make some progress, to get up, to shake off, to step in, and you'll find your destiny on the loose as you just keep moving forward. The other day, I borrowed the church truck to go pick some stuff up, and and it's funny because. When you unlock it, it shows that it's unlocked, but for whatever reason, the door wouldn't open, which we probably need to buy a new church truck is what I'm saying right now. And, and I was trying to open it. Couldn't get it open. Couldn't get it open. It looked like it was supposed to be open, but it wasn't. So I just had to eventually roll down the window. I had to duke's a duke's of hazard like, slide up out of that thing because <laughs> it looked like it should work, but it didn't. And I figured it out, and I got it the next time. But Many of you, that's what you've done in your life for so long. You thought this would be the door. You tried to make this happen. You tried to force it, it should have worked and it didn't. This is why you have to live called out right now. This is why you've got to move on to what God's asking you. This is why we have this season that God does not waste any season in our life. It's a season for him to settle some old things and to secure some new things because you don't want to live just your dream. You want to live God's dream for your life. And what you'll find as you begin to change your dreams for God dreams, that they're more fulfilling than any dream you could have had, naturally speaking, because your spiritually calling, calling is what's really rewarding. And those are the doors that will open in front of you before you even know it. To me, it speaks to the fact that when I'm on the move, God makes a way. When I refuse to stay stuck in my circumstances, but I step in in faith, when I'm on the move, God's on the way the doors of your destiny are not locked i believe you know they say that 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 favor boldness i forget what they say It's it's in my notes but i do know this i believe that favor follows faith that the favor of god follows faith what i meant to say is they believe that they say that fortune favors the bold fortune favors the bold but i believe favor follows faith that you would choose to just keep walking into your God purpose. You would find the favor of God at every corner, at every turn. What used to be dead ends are gonna be wide open doors. That's what it says in Revelation chapter three. It says that God is the one who opens doors that no man can open. God's the one that can swing wide the gates of destiny in your life when no one else can. In Jeremiah chapter one, verse 17, it says, get up and prepare for action. This is our season as a church. It's time we're not sitting out anymore. We're awakened and we're being called out and it's time to get up and prepare our action. It's time for us not to stay put. It's time for us to go and tell. Go and tell everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them. The fear of man, the old excuses, the things you used to be intimidated by. It is not a season of fear. It's a season of faith. And he's calling you and setting you loose in your ministry calling together as the church to bring radical change to the world around us you have a high calling you've been called out to something incredible but many of us have been living at a low level god wants to set you free in fact that's what jesus does so best so well luke chapter 4 verse 18 jesus declares the spirit of the lord is upon me for he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor the first thing he does is he brings the gospel It's good news. What's the second thing he does? He sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. So it starts with the message that matters the most, that Jesus has paid for our sins. He's come to declare, hey, there's good news. There's a gospel for you to grab a hold of, to find your life in. And then immediately as you get a hold of that, the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set every captive place of your life free. First the gospel, then your freedom. I'd love to pray with you if you felt like you've been pinned in, been held back. I don't know what your chains are. I don't know what they look like. Your chains might have been a season of your life. It might be a sin cycle in your life. It might be fear and doubt that's ruled in your mind and your heart. Your, your, your chain might actually have a name attached to it of a person that hurts you or wounded you. It is time to get up. That's not who you are or not who you're called out to be. And it's time to shake that thing off and it's time to move on with the mission that God has for you. And when you get up, those chains will fall out. When you get your heart up, you get your hope up, get your faith up, that stuff will hit the floor. And when you move on to God's called you to be, every door of destiny will open right in front of you. Wherever you're at right there, church, let's, let's pray. I want to pray for you. Maybe that's you say, hey, Pastor Kyle, this to me. I've got some things that have been holding me back. Maybe some things I didn't even know about in this quarantine season actually has, has shown me, illuminated some issues in my life. Maybe I, couldn't, I used to be able to hide out away from my issues, and now I'm with them. Everywhere I go, there they are. Or maybe even during this quarantine season, there's been some stuff going on in your life and your world that you know is not God's best. It's time to get free from those things because the future that he's called you out to, the future on the loose for your life is far too great and significant for you and for the others around you, for us, for you to live in prison in those places of pain and hurt anymore. I'd love to pray for you. Hey, if that's you and if you have the boldness, hey, Pastor Kyle, pray for me. You can put that on the text. You can put that on, on YouTube or even on Facebook. Say, hey, pray for me. Pray for me. I want freedom. Pray for me. I need help. Pray for me. I need to get out of this old thing that I've been stuck in for far too long. And if you would just say, God, I need your help and cry out to him, I believe he will hear you and he will heal you. Can we pray together? Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for everyone who is listening, everyone who's leaning in, everyone who's been held back by an old hurt or an old wound. I thank you right now by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit that the old has to go. It is buried at the cross and behold, the new has come. Lord, I thank you every chain that is, kept them stuck and out of their promised place, kept them stuck and delayed from their destiny, I thank you that your word to them is wake up, arise, shake it off, and step forward. And I believe as they step forward in faith, not by their feelings, and begin to move into their called to be, that every door that you've called to be open for their life and destiny will swing wide open in front of them. Won't you do it, God? Won't you set the captives free? Won't you heal hearts and old wounds? We believe and declare in the name of Jesus, every old and broken place is restored and healed supernaturally by your mighty power that's at work within us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, did you get anything good out of this today? Did God speak anything to your heart? Are you ready to live called out at a whole new level? I sure I know I am. I'm ready to lead a church that's on that's on the loose. Hey, before we go any further, before we receive communion, we have a moment of worship together. I'm, I wanna unpack some of the things we're gonna be doing with House of Hope. It's gonna be really special, so stay tuned in. Before we do that, it said, Jesus says, I, I've come first and foremost to bring the gospel to the poor, to bring the good news to those that need it the most. And but that prayer we just prayed, maybe you prayed that prayer and you're believing to get out of your old hang-ups or addictions or hurts. But until you've said yes to Jesus, you're missing the first part. It's the most important part, is that you know that your past has forever been settled by receiving the good news, that's what the gospel is, the good news about what God's already done for you. And we believe that when we we believe what Jesus has done for us, we declare it from our, our, our mouth out of a place of belief in our heart, there's a brand new beginning for you. I'd love to lead you in this prayer. Maybe this time is for you to pray this prayer again. It's been a while since you know you were walking with God and it's your time to come back and shake off who you used to be and step into who you're called to be. Would you join us in this prayer? In fact, I encourage you to pray right after me and you can pray it out loud. Say this with me. Say this from your heart. Say, thank you, God, for your freedom, for Jesus who sets me free. I don't wanna be who I used to be. I wanna be who I'm called to be. I trade my old sinful life for a forgiven life. I give you my heart. From today on, I'm following you. I'm walking with you. I'm receiving your grace. And my life will never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, can we celebrate as a-